0: Oh, oh, Know Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. No, 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 no. We take part ourselves.
1: Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher,
0: and I'm Carrie Poppy, and today we finally have for you an update on Scientology.
1: Yeah. So back when we were doing our last Max Fund drive, we said if enough people supported us, we'd go back to Scientology.
0: Because we had a couple things we still wanted to do.
1: So you were listening, you supported us, and you got us there. Yes, thank you. And the Church of Scientology was listening as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very possible. So first, if you didn't get to hear our nine-part series on Scientology, you should stop and go back and listen, because it's a well-loved favorite.
1: It seems a lot of people even started with that a series. And then we also talked to Chris Shelton, a wealth of information when it comes to Scientology.
0: Yeah, a former member.
1: A- indeed. Yeah, many, many years.
0: And you may remember if you heard those episodes that after we were kicked out, I emailed them a few times and said, hey... Are we welcome back or not? Because we want to respect your wishes, but we're not getting a clear signal from you about what you want. Do you want us to stay away? Hey, hey, hey. We're <laughs> clear signal. <laughs> yes, or a clear bracelet.
1: Right. And, and you said, are we declared suppressive, suppressive persons? And we also invited them to bring someone on the show. And that is an offer that still stands.
0: Absolutely. We would
1: love to hear from any Scientologist in good standing.
0: And in fact, I got... A message from a Scientologist in London. I think he runs the London Scientology Org Twitter account, if I recall. I said, you can come on the show. We'd be happy to have you. And he said, maybe. Let me talk to someone. And then he fell off the face of the planet.
1: Oh, I hope he's still alive.
0: Strange. (laughs) Right. Me too. I I laugh because I do think he's probably alive. Yeah. Because it's hilarious. (laughs) Right. He might be dead.
1: Right. And after I was kicked out of the L Ron Hubbard birthday celebration, yes. the email stopped. They definitely oh, took me okay. off the email list, but I nope. still get physical mail and phone calls from time to time. <laughs> so yeah, every now and then I'll have someone from Scientology call me or send me a letter, you know, encouraging me to come back and
0: Right. So we're really getting mixed messages here. To cap off what I was saying about always asking for this, just to be clear, they have not responded. They've never once said, yes, please don't come back. The closest we got was that the Citizens Commission on Human Rights, which is a sort of a Scientology offshoot group, I did email them directly when I was planning to attend an event and said, hey, just to be clear, I saw this is on Scientology property. I reported on this. Here's what happened. I want to make sure you want me there. And that guy at first wrote back and said yes and then wrote back and said no (laughs) after a few hours of reflection or talking to people. Hmm. So anyway, my point is, we have not gotten consistent communication here.
1: So we'd love to get a clear word from Scientology. How do you feel about us? Because until then, we're just going to keep reaching out. Yep. Get involved. Wherever we are in Scientology is too, we will be.
0: To be under, for with, understand to for. <laughs> with uh, honor and graciousness to <laughs> the star of a future child.
1: The last letter they sent me was about two weeks ago, and it came from the Hubbard Dianetics Foundation at the Celebrity Center International. Oh, okay. said, Dear Ross, I hope that you are doing very well.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: I am. Thank you. (laughs) I thought that I would send you one more thing on Dianetics in case you haven't picked up a copy of it just yet. Give it a go and see for yourself just how good you can get. There is only one way you will ever know. Best wishes, Amanda Smith, Celebrity Center.
0: Dear Amanda, what is the one way? Is it if I come back?
1: And the only way out is?
0: The only way out is through. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: Getting my prepositions all worked out. (laughs) Yeah, and I've had phone messages, and on occasion I've responded to them and talked to people. I didn't respond to the last one.
0: Whereas I get no communication. Well, that's not true. I do get mail, but it's usually addressed to, like, neighbor because I live in Hollywood and just oh, gotcha. are my neighbors.
1: At pretty much any time I see a phone call from someone in the 213 area code, then I know, oh, Scientology is trying to reach me.
0: Wow. I must have not filled out as much paperwork as you or something because I don't get anything That
1: was very smart of you. addressed to me. It's funny because, again, we get mixed messages. Sometimes it feels like they know about us and don't like us. Sometimes it feels like they want us to come in with open arms.
0: But- Like anybody, you tell me not to show up, I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to show up. Yeah,
1: so just tell us, Scientology. Just tell us. Let us know.
0: But until then, we'll assume we are very good friends. Indeed. So
1: (laughs) Yeah, what did we do?
0: First, we said to ourselves, okay, what would be something that is here in LA, is fun, is scientology E.
1: That we haven't done yet.
0: And you said, well, there's a thing I've done, but that you, Carrie, haven't done. And that's going to the Author Services Plays.
1: Yes, L. Ron Hubbard Theater presents Golden Age Radio Hour.
0: Okay, so... I've heard about this, but I've never gotten to go. But the idea is that Elron Ron Hubbard, before becoming a religious icon, uh-huh. he happened to be a fiction writer, you know, before he pivoted into nonfiction, <laughs> what, definitely yeah, religiously inspired Yeah, what an interesting
1: literature. career shift.
0: And when he was a fiction writer, he would do these plays and these novels about like the Old West or outer space, these very genre novels, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spy thrillers. Definitely lots of Westerns. Lots of space.
0: Did he also write plays or or are the plays adaptations of the novel?
1: They're just public readings of the novel okay. with people assigned to read the different parts and someone's the narrator. Uh, so, yeah, it's all at the Author Services International Building, which is on Hollywood Boulevard uh, down the street from all their other offerings. Really close to the TCL Chinese Cinema there, right?
0: The old grammons and uh, El Capitan.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, it's right in that same little grouping of buildings at the corner of Sycamore and Hollywood. Tall building, so you can tell there's a few stories going on in there.
0: Yeah, so international listeners, if you ever want to come to Hollywood and Highland, which is the epicenter of tourism in Hollywood, you will be very close to Scientology.
1: Take your photo with Spider-Man and then go look <laughs> at Scientology buildings. So th- there's a lot of different titles this flies under. It's Author Services International. It's also Galaxy Press. They're the ones that handle all of Elron Ron Hubbard's admitted fiction. Okay. <laughs> So all of these stories and they regularly re-release them. They add these cool old-style pulp illustrations that had been done, uh usually some really fun paintings and you know some legitimately cool artwork and they'll bundle that up with the stories. They also create audiobooks of them and publish these and sell them.
0: And don't they have an award that's kind of like the Hugo Award It awards science fiction writers?
1: Yeah, the Nebula Award or uh let's see it's it's the Writers of the Future contest. Okay. W O T F. Not to be confused with WTF, but they have a lot of uh, well-known science fiction authors involved, Kevin J. Anderson, Orson Scott Card, uh, a bunch of others who administer this and vote. It seems like it's a pretty cool honor to get.
0: It's funny, though, that Orson Scott Card would be one of the people, another person who uses science fiction to promote his religion.
1: Sure. In this yep. case, Mormonism.
0: Yeah. But I like the name Writers of the Future because it's a double meaning.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't put that together. Yeah. Very clever. Good name. So... I'm not sure how tied that is in terms of finances with Scientology or if they keep all that money from his fiction work separate.
0: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Money the, from his fiction work, yes.
1: So cool thing is they offer all of these performances that you can go see. For example, this past year in 2017, they had Reign of the Gila Monster.
0: Oh, and that sounds fun.
1: When Gil Hooley was in Flower. What? That sounds like an L. Ron Hubbard title, if ever I've heard one.
0: When Gelchuli was in flower? Yeah,
1: I don't know what that means. It's a Western romance.
0: It sounds like it's about an anti-Semite writing a story about Jewish people on their <clears throat> period. Okay. <laughs> Something like that.
1: Interesting. Uh, yeah, they list the genres here. So there's a Western, a detective, a Western romance... Adventure, fantasy, science fiction, mystery, and detective. What else we got here? The Ghost Town Gun Ghost. The Trail of the Red Diamonds. The Devil's Rescue. This gives you a good feel for the titles of L. Ron Hubbard's works. These
0: could also be titles of Adventures in Odyssey episodes.
1: Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. For those of you who are raised with focus on the family. Yep. The Crate Killer. Battle of Wizards. Ooh. Cattle King for a Day. Okay. Which is what I got you for your birthday.
0: A cattle king?
1: Certificate to be a cattle king of the day. <laughs> <laughs> for the day.
0: I like that he didn't want to say cowboy, so he said cattle king.
1: Cattle king. <laughs> the death flyer. Sea fangs. I think originally we were gonna go see sea fangs on okay. August 26th, and for some reason it didn't work with our schedules. The lieutenant takes the sky. And then we get to one was stubborn. And that's the one that Uh we signed up for. Okay. That was on October 7th. And on October 5th, I went on the website and I purchased two tickets. And then we added another ticket so that Drew could go. Yep. 15 bucks a pop.
0: Oh, not bad. Uh, Especially because these are very long, right?
1: I'm trying to remember. I would say they're somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half, maybe.
0: Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought they were like three-hour plays. I don't
1: think they were that long. Okay. But still, you get an evening of entertainment, and you get food, and a tour of the building. Right. So it's a pretty good evening.
0: It's funny, though. For us, that's like, oh, plus you get a tour of this Scientology building for other people that's just lost How extra do I get time. away and
1: not <laughs> go to this tour? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I first found out about this through our buddy Jim Newman, who yeah, you may Jim. remember from Amazing Facts. Yeah. He joined us for that. Great dude. He doesn't work for Amazing Facts.
0: Correct. But he went to the seminars with us.
1: I'll talk a little bit about the shows in a minute. But first, we should just detail what happened.
0: Yeah, OK. We had a great time. We went to the play. We saw it. They let us in. We had a great time. The end.
1: That's weird. I I remember things differently.
0: Huh. OK. What do you remember?
1: We showed up on. So you don't have to. October 7th. And uh, we were all in one accord. Or
0: <laughs> yes. One Prius. Well, it was just you and me.
1: Yeah. So we, we drove there. Drew was going to come meet us later?
0: I think Drew had decided he couldn't come, Okay. I think, but I'm not sure.
1: So we drove up and attached to the building. They have a parking garage, and I'd been in there before. Right. And it's just one of those kind of gates that lifts, and usually there's an attendant there. uh, And then you park, and you walk directly inside from the parking lot. So we pulled up to the parking lot, and the first thing I noticed that was different, and this didn't necessarily have anything to do with us, but it was all kind of blacked out. They'd put up some sort of cover
0: some stoppage
1: so you couldn't see inside the gate like you used to be able to and there was a guy out front so we pulled up to him we said hey here for the performance and he said what's your name (laughs) i said ross he said "Mm," the moment of pause and he said Your tickets have been refunded.
0: Now I'm starting to remember this, that we did not go to the play and have a good time and instead got kicked out. (laughs) So I think then he was like, I'll help you. I'll help you back up.
1: Yeah, here, let me help you back up. And he runs out into the street and stops traffic. Well, so he backs away
0: for a minute. And I'm like, Ross, Ross, ask him why we can't go in. Ask him why we can't go in. Get an answer out of him.
1: I was like, oh, we know what. But okay, okay. So so yeah, we back out to him in the street. And as we're about to turn around, I say, excuse me, can you tell me why my tickets were refunded? He's turned away from us at this point, and he just kind of waves his hand at us like, yeah, get lost.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know the answer to this. Right.
1: And at this point, another guy had come out from the building, and he was a tall fellow dressed in all black, if I recall. So he started taking photos of us. Yeah,
0: photos, videos, something on his phone. Yeah.
1: So we drove off, but then we came back around just to get another look at them. Why not? We took a few photos. and This
0: is one of Ross's favorite moves, when people are taking photos or video of us. (laughs) Ross just takes Video or photo of them taking video or photo of us.
1: It's the Scientology ritual. You kind of have to do that when you're interacting with Scientology. You end up taking videos and photos of each other. Right, right. I'd like to know what they do with their footage.
0: Clearly, they just hold it and they're like, we got them. We got these people walking. (laughs) I feel like there was also a fair amount of that during the Melissa Scott investigation.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were ready with their cameras as well. But the uh, second gentleman, he was... I think, taking pictures of us, and we kind of stopped to take a few pictures of them, and then he started strobing his flashlight <laughs> at us. I don't know what that was supposed to do, like disrupt the the, the footage. Taking. I don't know. I don't you know what that was You will not take a about. picture
0: of me in this vest.
1: So we drove away, and we went, oh, that's weird. The event must have been canceled. <laughs> But sure enough, I checked my credit card statement, and yes, I had been refunded $45 from the Church of Scientology. Oh, man. Galaxy Press. Too bad. I can tell you, though, what happens at these events. You do walk in from the garage. And it's nicely furnished in there. You wait around for a little bit. And then you go in and there's a bunch of tables. You sit at the tables and you can go to a bar and grab refreshments and you watch this play. So they bring up actors, not all of them Scientologists. I know Travis Oates once was at a performance I went to. I've been to maybe, I want to say four of these. And he was the voice of Piglet in the most recent Winnie the ah, Pooh okay. film. He's the current voice of Piglet.
0: Is he a Scientologist? No.
1: Oh. But... Nancy Cartwright ah, was there with him once.
0: Famed Scientologist and voice of Bart Simpson.
1: Yes, and she died, right? No. Oh, a huge financial contributor to Scientology as well. Right. I remember at one point she gave I think ten million dollars to the Way to Happiness. Wow.
0: Yeah. Thank goodness. Right. One, Making
1: the world a better place.
0: One million dollar for every what were they? The tens principles?
1: Oh yeah, there were what? Uh, oh, Twenty there were of them. More than ten. <laughs> Twenty one.
0: Yeah, she should have given that many millions. Come on, Nancy. Don't have a cow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good, too. (laughs) Thank you. Do the voice pretty well. 21 moral precepts.
0: Oh, okay. See, she should have given 21 mil. Come on, Nance.
1: Now I want to do the math. 10. That's $476,190.48 per precept.
0: Ah, Not enough. (laughs) I don't believe she's really dedicated.
1: It was pretty cool. I got to take a picture with her. And Travis, so ah, cool. I'll have to share that. Uh, anyways, so another time they had, I think Keith Carradine, and they they would bring in like some good talent. Oftentimes, marquee names, or at least you know. Pretty recognizable names. And they would just act it out. They'd be up on a stage. They'd wear costumes. And they would play some of the music that they had used for the recording. So you'd have instrumentation. And, you know, people would be playing the cowboy and using this voice. Yeah.
0: And... Was it Jimmy Church? Jimmy
1: Church. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's done one. And, uh, yeah, you know, pretty good production values. But it's L. Ron Hubbard's fiction writing, which is, it's fine. It's right. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a product of its time, for sure. Right. And just really threadbare plots.
0: It's already also the kind of plots I don't enjoy, so this sounds very boring.
1: Yeah, I don't think you were too excited about going to this. I
0: wasn't, but that's all right.
1: The fun part, though, is at the end when they're all done, they get up and everybody's clapping for them. But then they swivel to their left, your right. Oh, I know
0: what's going to happen now. They
1: clap Oops. for L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, they Yay. don't do the actual three cheers, but sure. everybody, including the actors, claps for L. Ron Hubbard. And there's a giant portrait of him of course. to the right of the stage.
0: That typical black and white portrait of like a three-quarter shot.
1: Yeah. So then we exit that room and you go back into this nice little library area. There's an adjoining room. Everything is nicely... Furnished, it's that typical Gensler design that they have at the orgs, Uh essentially. And there's many copies of the L. Ron Hubbard magazines. There's another portrait of him. And uh, you can go looking around. They have a lot of those pulp covers of the original, all the old periodicals like Amazing Stories. Mm-hmm. They'll, you'll see those original covers. So that's really fun. So you look through it all that, and then they lead you on a tour, and they've got little pieces of history from L. Ron Hubbard's life. And it was usually the same tall, white-haired gentleman who would lead the tour. He seemed very knowledgeable. He would be dressed up to match the theme of the evening. Nice. So he might be wearing his cowboy hat and a little handkerchief. Or t- a spacesuit. Tie it around his neck. Or <laughs> Yeah, I, never, I don't think I ever saw him in a spacesuit, but I'm, I'm sure he has it. And so then he'd lead us around, and he'd tell us this glorified version of L. Ron Hubbard's history. As always. Much like we heard at the
0: Life exhibition. Yes. Which I always want to call the life exhibit.
1: And that included, for example, they had his special officer badge that he got. Now,
0: you're using scare quotes. Oh,
1: yes. That's right. Special officer. Because it's <laughs> not as important as they made it sound. Right. He just had some small little functionary position that He's he applied before,
0: for. And I immediately thought like, oh, I bet they, it was like a child's thing where they made <laughs> him color his own badge. But then you had a picture of the badge. Yeah. It's just your typical volunteer thing better than
1: that, but he was definitely not an officer. Right. And they try to make it sound like he worked with the detectives. No, none of that. Right. After they finish showing you just the different rooms, they talk about those Writers of the Future Awards. They show you they have like an original manuscript of Battlefield Earth, and it's just many, many pages, and they're all kind of stacked on each other, and they slightly spiral as the pages mm-hmm, go up. Fun. Yeah, pretty cool. There's are some time capsules, I believe. And I think they have various works inside of them, these big metal tubes. Anyway, so, you know, you have a good time. You go back and forth grabbing cheese plates. Of course, at Scientology. So there's oh, of
0: course, cheese and, and crackers.
1: crackers and uh, strawberries. Cheese. You can definitely get your 10 $15 worth just out of the food. That's what right. Jim okay. Newman had always told me. So it would be a good evening just in and of itself. But one time... On January 2nd, 2013. Oh boy. We were taking this tour. And by uh-huh. we, I mean it was Jim Newman, myself, Ivan Alvarado, and Spencer Marks. And uh, this
0: is your fourth tour?
1: I think so. Wow. Yeah.
0: Really loving this event.
1: Can't get enough of it. I'd been doing it off and on for years, usually whenever Jim would invite us at the IAG. So it was a bunch of us from the Independent Investigations Group. And they were starting to lead this tour of young Scientologists from a different country. They were visiting from some other org or facility. I can't remember if it was like France or Italy, something like that. And as they're going up, one of the people at the end of the line said, hey, guys, come along. We said, oh, are you sure? Is that OK? And one guy seemed really concerned about it, I remember. Like, I don't I don't know if they're supposed to come along. And the guy uh, who had invited us said, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Mm. And the other guy got busy doing something or got pulled up to the front. So we just tagged along at the end. So they took us up the stairs there.
0: So is this all other, everyone else is a Scientologist? Yeah. Oh, cool. Right,
1: yeah. These fresh recruits, as I understand. And once we get up the stairs, we arrive at this large metal vault cover. Yeah, so everything's been all wood paneled and nice and there's little auditor rooms and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you're staring at this big large metal vault and they open it up. Like
0: a bank vault? Yeah. Whoa. Oh,
1: and it's totally made up to look like a bank vault. And it's thick metal wall. I'm I'm going to say. Oh,
0: wow. That's like a foot.
1: At least eight inches or so of Mm -hmm. metal. And so then you go in there. It's got the bolts and everything. And they're showing you around this little gallery. And everything's all metal. It looks like some futuristic kitchen or something. And they've got this tiny little museum to the preservation of L. Ron Hubbard's works.
0: Okay. It's
1: all tied to the Church of Spiritual Technology, Mm -hmm. which is the wing of Scientology, kind of removed from the rest of Scientology that's all about preserving L. Ron Hubbard's works. Boy. They want to make sure that if there's a nuclear apocalypse or fallout, of course, this was a pressing issue in L. Ron Hubbard's time, Uh that there will be underground bunkers where his works will be preserved in a way that they will outlast the cockroaches.
0: What a horrible thought.
1: (laughs) I know. Isn't that horrible? Like All that's left of human society. The works of Elron Ron Hubbard.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I picture the next generation of higher intelligence – emerging on this earth and uncovering that and it's just <laughs> like and the lava spilled out and all the demons came out of the <laughs> volcano flew um, into people's bodies and they're like what the shit is this
1: or I'm sure it's all true <laughs> <laughs> so they were taking us from station to station and showing us pictures of Elron Hubbard and talking about how originally it was all recorded on magnetic tape but now we've gotten all of his spoken words recorded on these was it nickel plated records They thought, you know, we want records because that's something physical that could be played back. And they had these record players that were also very solidly built. And they had little hand cranks just in case, you know, there was no electricity. So you could play back the words of L. Ron Hubbard.
0: It sounds like they're almost mirroring the like SETI thing with the discs they send into space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Like the Carl Sagan designed golden record that Mm -hmm. got sent out with Voyager. And then I, there was a different material. I want to say the, the records were nickel, but there was a different material that was put on top of it, or maybe it was vice versa. But anyways, there was. think of like a, like a tuna can or something where you have uh-huh. to peel it back and unseal it. Right. They had sealed the records like that, so you had to kind of remove this metal foil layer even to use it so it would just be extra preserved.
0: Whoa. And so that, that layer, once you remove it once, is it done for? Yeah. Oh, wow. But
1: then you've uncovered this precious record right. and you can play it back. But they would also be vacuum sealing everything. And they had printed works that were printed like on linen. They wanted to print it on this just this specific cloth. <laughs> So that it was, again, preserved and everything was graded to last. I think the gold standard was 100,000 years. They Mm. wanted to make sure everything would last. And so they would tell us these various materials and, oh, this will last X millions of years. God. Yeah. There was like an e-meter that had a solar panel attached to it. So you could use an e-meter without electricity. electricity. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, they just let us... From station to station showing us all of this fancy technology they were using. They had this box that was used for vacuum sealing things, pulling out the air. And maybe it wasn't vacuum sealing because I, I think I remember something about them pumping in an inert gas. So it was all up to the latest archival standards, they told us, and nitrogen or whatever it was. And was vacuum
0: expert they used to <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good callback to our flat Earth episodes. Uh, you got to say for Scientology, at least they acknowledge the Earth is a sphere.
0: <laughs> that's true, and I wish that we could tell you the name of the vacuum expert, but we can't.
1: We, yeah, that's top secret. Yeah. Haven't haven't revealed that. Another important thing is there's a lot of gold foil. Some of it looks a little space age, like you feel like you're on a, an Apollo mission. Okay, and yeah. there's this diagram that they have, and it's two circles intersecting like a Venn diagram.
0: Yeah, you showed me this before. It's so, it's not just culty. It's like Hollywood (laughs) culty. Yeah. Like it was designed on a movie set. It's like, I don't know, is this what a cult would make? Maybe.
1: And in the middle of those two intersecting circles, each circle has a diamond in the middle. And so at these Church of Spiritual Technology locations, there's one near Lake Arrowhead. There's one out in the desert somewhere.
0: One in Twin Peaks. Yes, there is a town called Twin Peaks.
1: There's one in Petrolia.
0: There's a town called Petrolia? That's like the name of a town in a dystopian novel.
1: (laughs) Totally. That's up in Humboldt County, California.
0: okay. Where they make all the weed.
1: So uh, by these locations where they have these underground vaults and they store his materials, they're supposed to be secret. But up top, they'll have that giant circle insignia with the diamonds. Just so later on, the aliens know how to identify this place. Right. Where this just important Just a tenuous
0: grasp on the word "secret," there,
1: but <laughs> sure, yeah. And there's some really cool overhead drone footage you can find of all of these, where people have just sent up a drone, taken oh, right. uh, overhead shots of them. It's pretty fun, so look that up on cool. YouTube. Church of Spiritual Technology. So, yeah, we had this great tour. We were taking pictures, and again some people toward the back of this long line are like, I don't know if you can. Well, it seems other people are taking pictures. So yeah, I'm sure you're fine. Oh no! And as we were heading down, everybody else has already left, like everyone who was there for the play. And uh-huh. so it's just like this empty lobby now. And one person sitting behind the desk, this woman, she's saying goodbye to all these new Scientology recruits. And then she sees the four of us at the end of the line. And she looks panicked. And she says, we're, were you on the tour too? And we said, "Oh yeah, that was great." Great tour, thank Loved you. It. Yeah, Lots learned learned a lot. <laughs> and she had this panic look, like oh,
0: I'm in so much
1: trouble. Oh no! Yeah. So I don't know what that happened. Woman
0: was Shelly Miscavige. Oh.
1: <laughs> Stay strong, Shelly. Uh yeah, it was an amazing night. We got so much more than we were even intending.
0: Oh man, that's nuts. All
1: for ten or fifteen bucks.
0: They sure are bad at separating them goats and sheep though. <laughs> I, I guess mean this so. happened to me and Drew at that New Year's celebration, oh, that's where they right. accidentally ushered us up to a Sea Org meeting.
1: Right. How would they have confused you?
0: I don't know. We you, certainly weren't wearing like double breasted <laughs> navy suits. Vests. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> Just in evening wear. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh my goodness. So uh, that's a little insight into the Elron Ron Hubbard Theater Presents Golden Age Radio Hour.
0: Student hat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so we thought well we want to tell our listeners more than us just getting kicked out of this one place let's go back
0: find another place that we can definitely go to we'll definitely be let in we'll have a whole story
1: yeah and so we thought okay well there's a whole new Scientology org I think an ideal org The Church of Scientology of the Valley.
0: Yes, in North Hollywood, where where I used to live. We
1: both used to live.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And where this show was once recorded. Correct. But before we talk about that, Ross, is it?
1: Of who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Ross.
0: Uh, I believe we have a Jumbotron.
1: (gasps) Jumbotron. Yeah.
0: So this Jumbotron is from Rob. He works on a fellow Max Fun show called The Greatest Discovery, which is a Star Wars. Nope, 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 nope. Which is a Star Trek show.
1: And he addresses this to the New York City Radio Club. He says,
0: It seems we make these podcasts, and sometimes they're considered filthy or something by some people. But I don't think that's true.
1: These podcasts we make can be better. They can help. They really can. I mean it.
0: We can always do better. And I'll keep trying if you keep trying.
1: So let's keep rocking Rocking and rolling. rolling.
0: Guys, we have no idea what this means. Nope. But we like Rob, so we did it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen to the greatest discovery. Woohoo. On maximum fun.
0: I also should say I like Rob because he's one of the diehard fans of Hidden Mickeys.
1: Oh, yeah. You said he bought a sweater?
0: Yeah, our sweatshirt, our ridiculous sweatshirt that says, please sir, planet, pizza planet. You got to go listen to Hidden Mickeys to make sense of that. But
1: That's Carrie's other show about all things Disney. Disney
0: underbelly show, man. Underbelly. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. And, you know, speaking of Max Fun.
1: Oh, man. What a great treasure trove of quality entertainment that should be recorded in nickel (laughs) for future generations. Put
0: in a tuna can. 100,000. Put underground at a secret location that then you make very obvious.
1: 100,000 years hence, yes.
0: Yeah, they have so so many good shows.
1: Oh, Yeah. Play one for me.
0: Okay. Hey, Biz. Have you seen any good movies lately? Hey, Teresa. Does Curious George's Boo Fest count? It doesn't. Mm. Well, I blame my current life situation that has small children that need things. God, I love them, and I miss knowing about stuff. <laughs> well, after catching up on the current cultural offerings on podcasts that provide such information, <laughs> join us on One Bad Mother as we help explore the harsh realities of sweeping self-identity changes as we try to find ourselves between our pre- and post-kid selves. I used to like all the things! Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, our Apple podcast. And yes, there will be swears. So...
1: Back to the Church of Scientology of the Valley.
0: Okay, so we decided we'll go this time. Maybe we shouldn't walk in being like, we're Ross and Carrie.
1: Yeah, because I'd use my real name and credit card when signing up for the Galaxy Press tickets. Maybe this time, yeah, we should try to go incognito. We should see how big of a perimeter they've set up to keep us out. This is a new facility we've never been to. Maybe they're not expecting us there. And I talked with Chris Shelton about this, our longtime Scientology expert and former member and Sea Org member. And he had said that they do have a quote-unquote rogues gallery, of
0: what
1: people essentially that they they warn their front desk members and security about to say these are Scientology. <laughs> Carrie has her eyebrows <laughs> way up and uh, I guess they get warned about certain people like Tori Chrisman and Tony, Tony Ortega. Ortega. Uh, all those people like watch out for them. Don't let them in.
0: And so it must be their names and faces.
1: Yeah, I've always wondered like what form does this take? What does it look like? How is it communicated? How do they drill it into people? Are we on it?
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Gosh, I'm dazzled already. Yeah,
1: so he had warned us we might be in the rogues gallery and they might be looking for us. And I
0: plum forgot it, but okay.
1: Even at this new location. So as we were planning to go visit there, and we had postponed it a couple times. I kind of like that Scientology just never knows when we're coming because we never know when we're coming. Yeah. But we happen to have a morning free this morning where we could both go.
0: But we're like, okay. We won't call ourselves Ross and Carrie. We
1: won't come in at the same time.
0: So I used my old legal name. Caroline
1: and I was going to be Jeff.
0: Oh man, and I was already like, oh, God, "Yeah, oh, oh God, this oh, is going to go south." Because <laughs> as y'all... we've tried
1: fake names <laughs> a couple times before, doesn't work.
0: At the OTO, Ross tried to go by Rob, and I just kept calling him Ross. Well, that was
1: dumb because it sounded too similar, and I really should have gone as Ross there because they wouldn't have registered that as anything. Just
0: experimenting <laughs> at the time.
1: <laughs> and so when we went to Pie Hop, I was Ross Battle.
0: Oh, that's right, and I was Carrie King, I think.
1: So this time I was going to be Jeff, and I was reminding myself on the way there, I am. Jeff, hear me roar! And uh, I was gonna just, you know, talk like this, just have a slightly higher voice, just in case the oh, voice huh. right. I don't know. And I was wearing. I had I had a real good costume, Carrie. I went incognito. Oh, okay. I don't know if you even recognize me because I was wearing a baseball cap.
0: <laughs> You're kidding now? But when you told me this before, you said it very sincere. You were like, I had a God, I had a really good costume. Oh, what was it? I had a hat. <laughs>
1: Did you notice me as I was coming up?
0: Actually, I hate to admit this. I was taking notes into my phone. I was uh-huh. trying to record my audio notes afterward. And I looked up and I saw a man, but I was like, See? It didn't, Can't I just, tell me it it from took a Adam. second. But then <laughs> then that man with the hat started taking a million pictures of the Scientology building. And I was like, oh, that's Ross.
1: <laughs> and I and I had my my beard that had grown in. Yeah, so I was getting there, but you were already in their parking lot and you said, I'm going in.
0: Yes. I parked in their side parking lot.
1: We should paint the picture here. This is on Burbank Boulevard in North Hollywood, a huge facility. They bought up a good chunk of land there and built this large thing. I I think it used to be at least partly a church because I remember there was a giant cross there on the building at that location and not a Scientology cross. Now they have a Scientology cross. looks like there's almost enough room for a gymnasium. It's big. Yeah. And
0: then a big parking lot, especially for that area.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's prime space that they could probably rent out to others. And yeah, my real hope was that we would just get body routed, that we could walk by and they would kind of usher us in just because we're passersby. Uh, right. and that's what Scientology does. And that maybe we could work our way into a free tour. Because yeah. I wanted a tour of the facilities.
0: So I, too, had a, a bit of a disguise. I had sunglasses on.
1: Oh. Yes. And yes, I think that worked.
0: Kind of. So here's what done happened, Ross. Uh-huh. I arrived maybe six minutes before you, something like that. Walked up. Definitely nobody standing outside. Had my sunglasses on. It's a sunny day.
1: Okay. So nobody waiting to grab walkers by. Nope. Okay.
0: Went in. And looked around myself, you know, curiously, like, I'm just your average Jane looking at stuff. Did what it look is like this?
1: any other Scientology building? Same kind yeah. of design?
0: There was, let's see, sort of a conference room off to the side and a bunch of literature on the walls. That, you know, very receptionist-y desk in front. And then a concave wall behind the administrative person. Okay. And from
1: pictures I've seen, it looks like they have kind of a yellowy green, sort of a chartreuse color scheme that going sounds
0: on. Sounds right. You know me, I don't see colors.
1: Hey, did you know I was just reading this recently that pink, the word pink used to refer to a yellowy green color? What? Yep. And what? Like back in the days when artists wanted pink paint, that's what they were talking about. And then much later, it came to refer to the tinted red that we now associate it with.
0: Oh, my God. Fun fact. And pink used to be thought to be like a really masculine color.
1: Oh, interesting. The the
0: pink that we now call pink. Right, yes. (laughs) Yeah, that it was like too strong a color for girls. (laughs) Yep.
1: Times. They are changing.
0: Oh, man. Deep thoughts. So I walked in and... I did my little, yeah, I'm looking around thing. And then the administrative woman said, Hi. And I said, Oh, hi. I was just walking around, wanted to see what was in here. Is that okay? And she's like, Yeah. There were a few people standing off to the side behind her who I think were just kind of waiting for guests to walk in, maybe, because they were just standing there, which is uncommon for Scientology to just stand there.
1: Did they look like Sea Org members?
0: One of them might have been. The other, the closer one to me, was wearing a yellow Dianetics shirt, like T-shirt. Okay. Yeah. And he was really young, maybe 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she said, "Uh, sure, uh, we'll just fill out this visitor form, and then we'll give you the tour. So she answered this little form, yeah. So I... (laughs) for a second, almost wrote Carrie Poppy. (laughs) I was like, no, no, no. Creatures of habit. So I wrote my old legal name, Caroline Snyder. Mm. It's a name I was given when I was born. Legally changed it in 2012.
1: Now you are Carrie Poppy. Yep. No middle name.
0: That's right. Uh, Poppy used to be my middle name. Fun fact. Anyway, so I write Caroline Snyder and then as I'm doing that to see the paper better, I took my sunglasses and raised them and put them on my head, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And, You're indoors now? And I saw her react to my face. Oh, wow. She, she got kind of like a startled, oh, shit, what do I do kind of look. Yeah. And I just pretended it wasn't happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just filled that out. I was like, great, and handed it back to her. Then the young man behind her, who couldn't see her face, right? He was just like, Okay, great, come on back and I'm like, All right. So <laughs> I followed him. <laughs> scuttle,
1: scuttle, scuttle.
0: Yeah, ignoring this woman who's like clearly panicked now.
1: Yeah, what do I do? What do I I've had my training, what do I do?
0: Right. So I almost texted you at that point and Mm -hmm. said 99% sure they know who I am. But then I thought, oh, it's weird to like just immediately text someone, so I won't. So he said, okay, you're going to watch this L. Ron Hubbard video, this video about our founder, and then I'll take you on the rest of the tour. And I was like, great. I sit down, Mm -hmm. they turn it on, not even a minute in, maybe half a minute in. Okay, A guy I haven't seen before – Definitely, Sea Org has the whole suit on, comes around. He has like an earpiece on. Oh, wow. And he says, How did you hear about us? <laughs> Not, no hello, nothing. <laughs> and I, I'm i trying to watch this video, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm like glancing towards him. One word about Oron Hubbard. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, uh, you know, just walked by. Uh, I used to live around here. And he said, kind of incredulously, You live around here? And I, I was like, No, no, I used to live around here. No, I don't. And he said, where do you live now? And I said, Hollywood. And then he like, you know, nodded like, okay, Mm. that's the answer I was looking Mm -hmm. for. And he said, do you also go by Carrie Poppy? Oh, wow. (laughs) I said, yep, that's me. Oh, awkward. And he said, okay, then. I'm still seated, and he's standing.
1: I see you just kind of like looking at the video, then kind of glancing back at him. Okay, I'm still watching this video. Right.
0: You're kind of annoying me with all these questions, Rando. But okay, (laughs) so now I've admitted who I am, and he's like, okay, I need you to follow me and leave.
1: Oh, man. Okay, awkward.
0: So I said, oh, okay. And I took my stuff, and I followed him out. And as we walked out, I said, so... I've asked Scientology a number of times if I'm welcome here, and I haven't gotten any response. Should I take this as a no? hmm And he said... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he said, I don't, I don't know. I'll have to get some more information and then I can call you. And I said, okay. Cause I really have asked a bunch of times and if you guys don't want me here, I want to honor that, but no one has told me. And he's like, okay, okay, we'll call you. And I said, okay, she has my number in there. Okay. And see then, if they call. Yeah. And then I said, so was my face on a list or something? uh Yeah. And, and he said, okay. Apparently, yes.
1: Apparently, yes. Okay. Yeah. You're on the rogues gallery.
0: I said, well, thank you very much. And then I looked for his name and he didn't have a name on his- No badge. Yeah. It just said like executive director or something, but he told me his name. We shook hands and I was like, well, thank you so much. And we smiled at each other. I walked off Mm -hmm. and then you came.
1: Yeah. You sent me a text said, kicked out. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. And so I parked a little down the street. And approached from the west, started taking photos, and I saw you there taking your notes. And so I wanted to hear your story, but I thought, well, hey, let's let's walk along this public street here in yeah. front of this long building while we talk.
0: Meaning the Scientology building.
1: So as we walk, the first thing we see, there's a giant Scientology cross, the eight-pointed cross mm-hmm. up top. And right underneath it is one of their typical signs has a bunch of faces on it.
0: I had already taken a picture of this too because I thought it was funny.
1: It says, know yourself, your world, your full potential. But then on the right it says,
0: all are welcome. Okay. (laughs) Perfect.
1: feel like we should add a little addendum under that, except Ross and Carrie.
0: (laughs) Except for our uh, gallery of rogues.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, we took a little picture of the all are welcome and strolled down the building.
0: And although the doors were tinted, I could see behind them just barely that the guy who had kicked me out was like standing against the glass looking at us.
1: He was the one who came out a little later, older gentleman. So, yeah, as we walked back... Then we could see that the Sea Org member had come out, and he was keeping an eye on us, and he'd pulled out his camera to shoot video or photos of us.
0: Right, walking along this public easement.
1: And there was another guy who looked like a perhaps a security guard of some sort. He had his arms crossed, and he was wearing a black shirt and black pants. He gave me a, a nod back when I gave him the nod, so... We had a moment there. Good, good, good. We're friends now.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think I said hello to him.
1: Then we had, yeah, the Sea Org guy. He had his glasses down on his nose and he was... Kind of smirking at us and taking videos, so I got a picture of him.
0: Took pictures of him taking pictures.
1: You know the usual Scientology ritual.
0: And now, picturing both of you with like infinite mirrors behind you, taking pictures of taking pictures of taking pictures. Ooh. (laughs) And then, as we passed him again, I said, "Thanks again."
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you went to your car, and as I walked back out of the parking lot, he was still there on the corner taking pictures. So I got some more pictures of him. Yep.
0: It took me a long time too to get out of that parking lot because oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah, there just happened to be a bunch of traffic on that side street as I was pulling out, so I had to sit in the driveway looking at him taking video of me for I don't know three minutes or something. It's just awkward. Awkward. Yeah.
1: Good times. Yeah. So that was our return to Scientology. (laughs) Didn't last (laughs) very long, guys. (laughs) Yeah, they were waiting for us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. It turns out if you have criticism of Scientology, but are very happy to have them on your show, would love to have them on your show, invite them back all the time, ask if they want you there or don't want you there, the response will be that you are kicked out. With no reason.
1: In the meantime, I think I'll occasionally go back and jog around in my purification rundown outfit that you got me. Great. Dude laps around their, their various orgs.
0: And then every time you're stopped, be like, so just to clarify, am I not welcome here? Yeah. you like, we can't tell you that.
1: We'd like to get an official <laughs> word on this. That would be nice. Goodness. So it's been great Scientology and uh, looking forward to future interactions.
0: Oh, yeah. We should also say hi to our friends at the Office of Special Affairs.
1: What up, OSA?
0: The Scientology spies who listen to all the criticism.
1: OSA in the USA.
0: (laughs) Hi, guys.
1: You know how to reach us.
0: We'll have any of you on. Anytime.
1: Absolutely. Day or night. David Miscavige or Shelley or anybody you want to send along. We'll gladly talk to them. Let them say their piece.
0: Now, speaking of being sent away.
1: When you're sent packing your bags, yes. what do you want to have with you? Bags. Bags to pack. Yeah. Preferably quality bags.
0: I would love a quality bag.
1: Well, you may be interested in Away. And it turns out Ono Ross and Carrie is supported in part by Away, makers of first-class luggage at Coach Price.
0: Ooh, very nice. And you got an Away bag. I got yes. to see it.
1: Yes, they sent me a fine dark blue Away suitcase. And for over a decade now, I've just been using the same tote bag. Oh, I've, never, man. I've never actually had like real luggage.
0: What an upgrade. This
1: is a huge upgrade for me.
0: And it's a really nice like lightweight clamshell kind of design.
1: It's flexible, but it's also really sturdy. So mm-hmm. you feel like it can take a bit of a beating. It has this cool kind of double zipper thing where the double zippers then meet and they slip into this combination lock. So right, you can set nice. your own three-digit code. It's also kind of flexible in the center there, so you can get fat or skinny as you need it to. Right. And uh, yeah, then you've got your compartments for the small objects that move around. Then you've got all your tie straps, and it's it's so fancy
0: and a built-in plug, right?
1: Yeah, that's really cool. It's got like a phone charger, the two USB charges, and it's a uh, thousand milliamps, so nice, a good size charge. Uh, so yeah, I've been I've been using it. I've been doing a lot of traveling lately,
0: and the wheels that go. All All the way around.
1: Yes, it will wheel any which way.
0: Away bags and accessories make for the perfect gift with their lifetime guarantee and a 100-day trial.
1: There's a perfect size and color for everyone on your list for the holiday season. So grab an Away gift card if you can't make up your mind and uh, give it to someone else.
0: Away carry-ons can charge all cell phones, tablets, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord.
1: A single charge of the Away carry-on will charge your iPhone five times.
0: Oh, geez, That's a lot. For $20 off a suitcase, you can visit awaytravel.com slash no.
1: O-H-N-O.
0: And use the code oh no
1: O-H-N-O.
0: At checkout. Well, I don't know um, when we'll go back to Scientology, but we sure tried.
1: Yeah. We'll just, again, wait to hear back from them.
0: From our good friends at Scientology. At Scientology. They still haven't told us they don't want us there. Yeah. So... Hi guys.
1: We'll take your mixed messages as a please come visit
0: <laughs>
1: whenever you're free.
0: So we have a little show news.
1: Hey, what is it?
0: <laughs> Our good friend and long producer Ian and his wife Haley recently had a baby. Congratulations! We mentioned before, and that is taking up a bunch of his time. It turns out that having a kid is like I don't know. It takes a lot of work.
1: Yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly, uh-huh. that is true.
0: Weird. So he is pivoting into a new position as our administrative manager, but he'll still be with the show. Don't worry. It's just a little less intense for him.
1: And then we've got Victor Figueroa helping us out with the editing. Yeah. He'll be editing this episode. So thank you to Victor.
0: Yeah, Victor's great. We're stoked.
1: Absolutely. And as always, our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
0: And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash onrack, O-N-R-A-C.
1: And you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash podcast. That's right. (laughs) O-H-N-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.
0: And you can support this and all our investigations by going to maximumfund.org forward slash donate. (laughs) D-O-N-A-T-E. Oh, and by the way, if you've been listening to the Flat Earth series, which we've loved doing, we are going to come back to it. We will be doing our ratings. It's just going to be in a minute.
1: Yeah. Stay grounded. And leave us positive reviews on iTunes or wherever else you leave positive reviews, like your friend's refrigerators.
0: There you go. Yelp. Really confuse people.
1: <laughs> uh, bathroom stalls. Mm-hmm. Don't do that there.
0: I would love it if people just listen to <laughs> our show at different locales and leave Yelp reviews for like Chipotle. <laughs> That's like great podcast. Loved it.
1: <laughs> and remember... He was the nation's youngest Eagle Scout at the age of 13, and twice journeyed to Asia before the advent of commercial flight. He attended America's first class on nuclear physics and was a pioneer at the dawn of American aviation. He led expeditions into then remote islands as a member of the famed Explorers Club and was a giant in the golden age of Pulp Fiction.
0: He was a master mariner licensed to captain vessels on any ocean, and a United States Naval officer who commanded corvettes during
1: World War II. His landmark work on the human mind wrote bestseller lists for 100 consecutive weeks. And he's the most published
0: and translated author of all time. He is L. Ron Hubbard, founder of Scientology. Max FunCon tickets are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. Watch stand-up comedy on a mountain. Roll out of bed after a dance party to see a live podcast taping. Take classes from
1: amazing teachers with the most supportive group of people you'll ever meet. Make a bunch of
0: friends and eat a ton of s'mores. Come to Max FunCon at Lake Arrowhead, California, the second weekend of June, for friendship, comedy, and creativity. Get your ticket now at MaxFunCon.com.